And now, the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. On today's show, John Lavoie, CEO of InfoMedia. The psalm, it is good that I've been afflicted that I may learn your decrees. Boy, I mean, he afflicted me, all right? We were in debt over $500,000. I went from running a beauty supply business with 42 employees driving a Porsche to uh, an alarm company. It turned out I had to go to Atlanta and do door-to-door. Life was tough for seven years, but I, I got three kids, nine grandkids, and a beautiful wife. I don't care about the money. Those are the blessings that God bestowed on me. Well, hello, everyone. This is Ray Hilbert, your co-host at Bottom Line Faith. For our regular listeners, you know that this is the program where we lift the hood and tinker around in the engine of Christian leadership. We have a chance on this program to travel across the country and hear from some of America's greatest Christian business leaders, athletic and entertainment leaders, and so forth. But this is a program to help you, as a Christ follower, apply biblical principles in your leadership, in business, in your schools, and and in the marketplace in general. So we are really, really thrilled to be here. If this is your first time, you can check out many more interviews at bottomlinefaith.org. That is our website for the program, bottomlinefaith.org. Also, uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias under uh, Bottom Line Faith. Also, if you're a Christ follower in business and you're looking to check out uh, tools and resources to help you live out your faith in the marketplace, check out our ministry website at truthatwork.org, truthatwork.org. Maybe one of our roundtables will be right for you as a Christian in business leadership. So check out the website there as well. Well, folks, I am excited about today's program. I am in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, in the beautiful Deep South, and I am interviewing John Lavoie, who is the CEO of InfoMedia. John, welcome to Bottom Line Faith. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. Well, we've had a chance to talk for a few moments before uh, going into recording here, and uh, I am really excited because you truly are an example of a man whose life has been redeemed by Jesus Christ. Is that not Amen. right? Amen, yes. Well, we're going to learn more about the business and leadership and so forth, but tell us a little bit of your story, a little bit of your background, how it is that you came to faith in Christ. Uh, you were kind of cruising along in life and some things happened, so take two, three, four minutes and tell us a little bit of your background. Well, uh, born and raised uh, Italian Catholic, thinking I was going to retire at the age of 40. I uh, went and uh, graduated from Auburn University as an engineer. and worked War Eagle. In, yeah, that's right. All right. Worked out in uh, Texas Instruments and Samsonite. And then my dad uh, was selling his business here in Birmingham and decided to move back to Birmingham and buy his little discount bargain store business because he was making more money than I was. And so... Did that and uh, turned it into a beauty supply business. Very, very profitable. Uh, at the time in 80, 1986, I think I was around 40, 41. Things were going great. I thought anybody that didn't know how to do that, they were just dumb if they went out of business. I mean, I was making a lot of money, doing a lot of things. And all of a sudden, uh, God had different plans for me. The uh, Korean beautiful Christian people decided they wanted to get into the beauty supply business, and they opened up stores next door to every one of our stores, started cutting prices, and all of a sudden, overnight, the business, uh, literally, we went, we could not pay our bills. I went about $500,000 in debt, was in pretty bad shape, and about that time, of course, I didn't know this, but a year before, my wife had come into the Lord, and she had been praying for me with a bunch of other ladies. I got invited to a ski trip. 
uh, in February of 86. Turned out it was a Bible study here at Briarwood. Uh, Don Harrison, 20 years. I didn't know these guys. They've been <laughs> doing this Bible study, and they take me up to the mountains and try to share Christ with me. And I told them I was a Catholic. They were the protesters, not me. And I knew all about Jesus. <laughs> But they they kept telling me, yeah, but I was not trusting the Lord because they knew what was going on in my life. At that time, my son was not doing well and and, and had gotten into some bad things, and I was still drinking, and my wife and I were arguing, and my business was going to pot, and things were really bad. Uh, So February of 86, I understood what it meant to trust the Lord. I said, hey, guys, just show me what I need to do. And so I did. I, I told Ray the story about getting in the back of the truck. My dad used to carry us down to the river, and we'd get in the back of the truck, we would 10-year-old kids and wanted to go get something to eat, and he'd carry us, and we didn't know where we were going, but we knew he was going to take care of us. And I said, that's what I heard the Lord telling me, to get in the back of the truck, quit driving. So I went from a Nebuchadnezzar thinking, man, I did all this, driving a Porsche, doing great, making lots of money, to having no money. God said, I'm going to take this all away from you. That was the psalm that uh, it is good that I've been afflicted, that I may learn your decrees. Boy, I mean, he afflicted me, all right. And so for the next... uh, Seven years, uh, my wife and I, we were in debt over $500,000, and uh, I went from uh, running a beauty supply business with 42 employees driving a Porsche to uh, the job I got was an alarm company. It turned out I had to go to Atlanta and do door-to-door sales, and uh, so I did that for a couple of years. Life was tough for seven years, but as I told you, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, God turned my life around in February of 86, and I said, Lord, I'm going to let you drive now. I'm going to get in the back of the truck and I'm not going to do anything without asking you, and that's where I've been. Psalms 143.8, which says, uh, show me the way to go. In Psalms 32.8, I will teach and instruct you in the way you should go. That's my life right now, and that's that's what I'm doing. So, And a very powerful story, And but I just want to pause there uh, and go back be- before we move on, because you were literally riding high. You, yes, you I had was. the cars and yeah, the money and yeah. a successful business, and... Uh, Maybe kind of thought your your own stuff didn't stink, perhaps. That's right. Right. You you had it together, and you you had pride and all those things, and yet you quoted a psalm that said God afflicted. Would you say that again? Psalms one nineteen seventy seven. I think it is good that I've been afflicted that I may learn your decrees. That's what David said. When John, we may have a listener right now. We we haven't even gotten into your company yet and what you yeah. do now and and all the things we're going to talk about. But just in sharing what you did about your story, we may have a listener right now who's going through something really mm. difficult in their business, really difficult in their leadership. And what I'm hearing from you is it's quite possible that God has brought that affliction into their life to sharpen them, to to break them to a point of humility and dependence. Oh, yeah. w- would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I, there's no question that I was making a lot of money and going down one road and God turned me down another road. And I look back, I mean, my wife, we've been married 49 years now. And we, we went from, I mean, we were not in good shape at that time. Right. I mean, we, we, God just totally turned my marriage around, turned my kids around. My son is healed now. He's got his own business, civil engineer, one of the few that made it out of drugs and alcohol and, and turned his life around. So, I mean, those are, I got three kids, nine grandkids, and a beautiful wife. I don't care about the money. It's that's Those are the blessings that God bestowed on me. And, I, and I'm sure in that moment or in that season when things were falling apart, yeah. you probably couldn't see all this into the future, right? So how did you, in the midst of that, that difficulty, you were new in your faith. In fact, it's what brought you to yes. your faith in Christ. Yes. You could have gotten angry with God. You could have turned away as so many do. How did you just learn to depend on Him daily? 
I was scared to death. I had nothing else to do. I had people calling me every day wanting to know if they could come pick up a check, and I didn't have a dime. I mean, we were literally yeah. had no money. We went from lots of money to no money, and I literally woke up sweating in the morning, and I could not wait to go and read Scripture and see what God was going to tell me to do that day. I, I wouldn't move. I'd say, Lord, show me what to do. Psalms 143.8, show me the way to go. What am I supposed to do today? And it was literally that song, One Day at a Time, Sweet Jesus. I mean, my mentor, he always used to say, he said, everything. he was always happy, and, and he was in worse shape than I was sometimes. And he would say, you know, if the Lord comes back, I'm great. He says, as long mm. as the Lord comes back this afternoon, we're all going to be fine. Now, if he doesn't wait, if he waits till tomorrow, I'm not sure. But <laughs> he would just say, and, and so I, I adopted that. I said, all I've got to do is just get through today. And I took it one day at a time. We're going to hear more about how that all plays out in your leadership and in your company. But take just a moment. And it was about 1996, you bought the business, yeah. right, Infomedia. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the company and what you guys do. Well, uh, we, Juan and I finally got out of debt. I was just looking for a job, and a friend of mine said, hey, Infomedia is looking for a salesman. I went to work for the guy that started Infomedia. Basically, he was running the company into the ground, and so I made a proposition to him to buy the company in 96, and the rest is history. We we uh, we had 13. We took yeah. it down to four people and just started doing day by day, trusting God. We had we were just just such a small company, and we had these big clients like Regions Bank and Regis and Email was one of our first. And we were scared to death, but it was just four little people, and we just we just trudged along. Of course, being on the internet, they didn't know how big we were, so we were just. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we started Infomedia, just moving forward. We're still still doing the same thing today. And what is that core line of business? What we do you do? develop websites, and we support websites, and we market websites. That's all we do. We don't handle any computers or wiring. We just do work in the virtual world. So you've seen that change over the years. Oh, yes. Back when we were talking to people about websites, they didn't even know what they were. We used to tell them they were, I used to tell them they were fax machines on steroids. So <laughs> That's marketing. Well, folks, we are speaking with John Lavoy, the CEO of InfoMedia. Uh, this is Ray Hilbert, host of Bottom Line Faith, and we are in Birmingham, Alabama, interviewing John around uh, the life lessons and leadership lessons that he has developed over his long and, and wonderful career. John, I'd like to talk a little bit about business. I'd like to talk yeah. about leadership and talk about lessons learned. What's one of the hardest decisions you've had to make in business, and what role did your faith play in that? Uh, in 2011, uh, my son came on, and he's president of the company now, and, and somehow in 2011, I, I was trying to pull back. And we, we tried to grow too fast and took on – matter of fact, I remember it was 2011, we took on 11 bad clients. We Not bad. They were wonderful clients. We just got into stuff that we didn't need to be in, and we ended up having 11 big companies mad at us, uh, threatening to sue us. We actually did get sued by one company, and I had to take those 11 clients one by one, look them in the face and tell them if I need to give them a refund or whatever. And we ended up giving a lot of money back and just working through those 11. But I knew, you know, it was our fault. We had gotten into some things that we shouldn't have gotten into, and we did not do what we said we would do. So we had to refund a lot of money, and, and it about broke us. But God took us through it one by one, and we made it out on the other side and, and decided we changed our, our core value. Our core value now is integrity, doing what we say we'll do. That is our most important core value. That if we And, and that's difficult because sometimes here people hear different things, or yeah. a salesman will sell something, and then the customer heard something different. So we're very, very careful. And we tell our anybody that we work with, uh, you know, fire us at any time. If we don't do what we say, we'll refund your money and shake hands and go about. So that's what we do now. 
And that's not always an easy thing. No, it's very difficult. Because we make decisions, you know, we kind of follow in the breadcrumbs. We we make a sale, certain things get moving inside the company to fulfill the order, and people start depending on certain things and resources, and then at some point you can hit a wall and realize, hey, we cannot fulfill this. That's correct. But it is about doing the right thing. Right. There was one more thing that happened. Just, just I was just thinking the second bit. It was yeah. actually about that same time period. We yeah. had one of the guys that we brought in to sort of run the production facility, and he basically was a mutiny on the bounty. He took ten of our best employees and started another company. And we, we just said, "Hey, Lord, if that's whatever, we'll just keep doing what we wow. do." And and so we kept on. But that was a very, very difficult time. That was right. So you survived the, both of those. Yeah, that was the, right in the middle of that. So wow, but you'd kind of learned God's favor. That's right. Just, <laughs> hey, just. <laughs> Whatever he wants me to do, it must be joyful always, pray continually, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I argue with him about that all the time. I'm saying, in this circumstance, you want me to be thankful? <laughs> Are you sure you're talking yeah, to me? Right. <laughs> but I go back and read it again, and it says the same thing every time. Oh, that's terrific. Well, you mentioned um, you know, integrity, always doing what we say we're going to do as a core yeah. value of the business. Can you think of maybe one or two other best practices that you really build your business, conduct your leadership on that are based on biblical principles? What comes to mind? Well, our goal is to serve the clients that God blesses us with, with excellent service. Every client we pick up, we try to have empathy and try to put ourselves in their shoes and try to understand what they need. And our business is built around that. So it's a win-win. We don't ever want to take anybody's money. If we see that we're going to do something that's not going to result in a return on investment for them, we typically tell them up front not to bust their bubbles, but we don't think we can help them. And we want to be able to see every client at church or on the street and yeah. shake hands and smile with them and, and, and be friends with them. So that's that's the way we, we work. That is fantastic. Well, you know, one of the one of the key elements here at Bottom Line Faith is we're really trying to encourage Christ followers in business. Sometimes there's a feeling of loneliness. Sometimes isolation can overwhelm us as um, in business. So we really want this program to be an encouragement. You know, someone's probably listening to our interview right now, and they're discouraged. They're they're downtrodden. They're not sure where the next ability to make payroll is going to come from, or they've got a problem with an employee or what have you. What advice would you have as an encouragement yeah. to that Christ follower in business who right now is feeling that sense of discouragement? What what could you say that might just lift their spirits? There's only one thing, and that's trust Christ. Trust God to tell you what to do. Uh, you cannot lean to your own understanding. And so, I mean, we've been through hundreds of those. Matter of fact, we go through it every 15th and 30th of the month with payroll. <laughs> we are, we're always doing the same thing, but we it's it's a trusting in God to deliver. It's not my business. It's his business. I'm just here to uh, do what he tells me to do. I'm not trying to get rich anymore. I'm just trying to pay our employees, serve our clients, do what he tells me to do. That's Ecclesiastes 2.26, to the one who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. So I get up every day and say, Lord, whether I'm in a bad situation or good situation, whatever, I'm saying, Lord, I'm here to please you this day. What is it you want me to do? Show me the way to go, and I'll do it. And that's it. I don't care what situation we're in. We, it's the same thing, to trust God. I don't know what to do. Lots of mornings I get up and I don't know what to do. And I'm, yeah. I'm saying right up to the last minute, I'm saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? It's, time is here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he always speaks to me. I think God's always broadcasting. We just don't turn our radios on. We just, you know, we're not listening. So having quiet times in the morning, that 
That is my one mm. suggestion that I put That's to all business practice, men. Right? That's right, because it is a very lonely thing as a CEO. A lot of times you're up there by yourself, but you're not ever by yourself. I mean, God's there. I mean, just mm-hmm. he he wants us. I tell you, it's just like wanting your kid to climb up in your lap and say, "Hey, Daddy, how do I do this or that?" I mean, as a father, I understand that. I would love my son to climb up in my lap and ask me that. I want to help him. I want him to be happy. And that's the same way God is. I mean, I literally can feel his arms around me. I climb up in his lap and say, boy, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Show me what to do. That really is a great analogy, you know, that child crawling up into daddy's yeah. lap. And, and before we, we started recording the interview, we were talking, and you used an analogy. I'd love you to just share with our audience about this balance of stress yeah. and trust. And right. what's the word picture? What's going on here? Well, it's a seesaw, and it's one or that you're either up or down. And if I ask God every morning, you know, search me, O Lord, know my heart, test me, and know my anxious thoughts. Am I being anxious? Yes, I am anxious right now, Lord. So that must mean I'm not trusting you. Because if my anxiousness is up, that means my trust is down. I mean, because really, it is no big deal with God. So as I start trusting Him, my anxiousness goes away. I mean, nobody's shooting at me. I'm sleeping in a nice bed at night. I mean, what am I What am I anxious about? And there's nothing that man can do to hurt me. And so all of a sudden, it just all of that anxiousness just goes away. And I'm Lord, I'm just trusting you to show me what to do. So it's a... Either or. You, it, one's up, the other one's down. So if your anxiousness is up, that must mean your trust is down. So if you're listening, you know, as John was describing that, I'm sure you've, you've just imagined those scales, stress versus yeah. trust, and which one am I really going to put my weight into? Because you, right. you can't do both. That's right. At least not at the same time. And so I'm either going to trust God or, I, or I'm going to allow the circumstances to give me a lot of stress, right. and that's overwhelming. Right. Well, folks, we are talking with John LaVoie, CEO of InfoMedia. We are in Birmingham, Alabama, having a great time down here. And John is uh, sharing with us his uh, lessons learned over uh, many years of walking with Christ. Coming to Christ was an eventful experience, as we've heard about already. And so as you talk about living out your faith now each day in the marketplace, we've talked about integrity, keeping our word, bringing value, loving our customers, loving our employees, those kinds of things. What challenges do you find as a Christ follower in business? Are there any moments when, like, oh, yeah. wow, how am I going to live out my faith here? Well, one of the things I want to do, one of, and I, I fuss it myself because I know when I get up in the morning and I say, Lord, what do you want me to do? He, he wants me to love one, to love my wife, love my kids, but he also wants me to share what he's invested in me, share Christ with my employees and others. And I, that's hard to do. It's very difficult to do. And I still fuss at myself every day that I'm not doing that well enough. But uh, so anyway, that's a challenge for me right now. In what ways, though? Does that mean like asking my employees if I can pray for them or customers? What's that look like at the tangible street level for you? Well, one of the things I promised my mentor that I would do is is pray. And this I'd share this with guys, too, uh, is is pray before every meeting or every meal. I don't care who I'm with. If if it's a business meeting and there's 10 guys there that I don't know, I'm going to – immediately when we sit down, I'm going to say, Lord, I mean, I'm going to ask them, yeah, I ask the blessing because that sets the tone. And the same thing with any meeting, you know, I just, Lord, where it says in your word, if any man lacks wisdom to ask and he'll give it to you. And I said, we need wisdom for this meeting. So just, I'm trying to live that out more every day and trying to love on my employees and but sometimes in the middle of the day with all the things going on, I get back and the next morning I look back and I say, well, how did I do, Lord? And I'm thinking, I didn't do very good. I was off and about doing all the crazy, <laughs> all the Martha things instead of the Mary things. <laughs> yeah, taking care of business. You, you were mentioning like that scenario 
maybe sitting around the table with 10 strangers yeah. or 10 business associates that maybe yeah. you're not hanging out with on a social level. What are you finding in the marketplace? Are you finding people more or less or about the same in terms of their receptivity to the whole faith discussion in the marketplace? I, I have to open that and say it depends on age. You know, a lot of our employees are millennials or younger, and so they're, it's different with them. Yeah. It's a lot different. Older yeah. guys, when I'm around people my age, I have no problem sharing my faith. And my problem, most of my employees are younger, and uh, for some reason it's a lot harder. But, but I, yeah, I don't find as much in the younger generation. Maybe I'm just missing it, but that's, okay. that's a, yeah. And I, uh, that's really a great segue to this whole conversation that, that uh, is, is so important in businesses, the millennial generation. It mm-hmm. seems like they're really, uh, they're looking for companies that have causes, social justice, companies mm-hmm. that have a purpose. Um, how do you tie all that together for your, for your younger employees? With what you're doing at InfoMedia, it, it's difficult. We, uh, my son, does a great job uh, promoting community in the group and yeah. uh, camaraderie, and and so we we try to do that. But a lot of times, I have to, I have to, you know, I'm from the old school, and I want to go in and say you will do this, and yeah. sort of more demanding, <laughs> yep. and, and yep. Uh, it's it's sort of like pushing on a rope with some of these uh, people. They don't they don't respond well to my type of leadership. So it's always a struggle trying to love on them and at the same time getting them to do what's necessary to make a profit. I mean, we yeah. do have – we are a for-profit company, and sometimes that's very difficult. And then in the middle of that, I'm trying to share Christ with them, which is in that mix somewhere. So <laughs> it's it, it, On that note, you've owned this company since 1996, mm-hmm. correct? So right. we're 21, 21 years, yeah. 21, 22 years, right. And so here you are, man, uh, trying to walk faithfully and obedient with the Lord trying to live out your faith in business, and at the same time, you have real people, real employees, real issues, real challenges. How have you worked through that as it relates to things like termination of employees? I'm sure you've had to terminate, right? absolutely. And I'm sure sometimes you wrestle with, well, gosh, is that going to hinder my testimony to them? Yeah. What's what's that like for you? That's a great question. I I know I can still think back of one precious employee who was one of the first four, the four people that I started InfoMedia with, we we finally had to come to a parting ways, and that was probably the most difficult challenge. But the, the reason, the way I got through it was understanding that this was not my company, this was God's company, mm. and my job was to manage the resources that he gives me in the way that they need to be managed. And so for the good of the company, sometimes these things uh, have to be done. And and also it affects, I think, other employees is if you have a bad employee and uh, they are not uh, – so to speak, rowing in the same direction as you. It's not good for the rest of the people there to keep them there. So you have to do those things. And you're right, it is very difficult. And uh, and try to maintain a relationship with that person. Sometimes they get very angry, but you just keep reaching out and trying to maintain. And sometimes you need to have a door closed like I did in one area so that God could open up a door in the other areas. And so I try to explain that to them, but sometimes it works and sometimes yeah, it doesn't. Sometimes but you still have to yeah. do what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I have to be obedient to God. If he's telling me to do it, then I have to do it. That's right. And sometimes they're just not in a frame of mind to be receptive yeah, to that's that. Right. right. And yet, it's been my experience, perhaps it's been yours as well, that you run into that person weeks, months, years later, they're in a better place too. Yes. 
most of the time. Most of the time. Not always, of course, but most of the time. And I suspect that there's right now a listener catching our conversation and maybe they're struggling through a situation like that. You know, they've they're like got a tough decision with a an employee perhaps or a customer or whatever. And what would you say to them right now? Well, you just took the words out of my it's it's all about pleasing God. I mean to the man who it says in Ecclesiastes two twenty six, to the one who pleases him God gives wisdom, knowledge. What we as businessmen face all the time, we're trying to please all of those other people. Yeah. The guy that you're trying to terminate, or even when I go into a meeting, I, I, I go in there and I say, Lord, I'm not here to please these people. I'm here to please you. So you And so you just do what God tells you to do to please him, and you're not concerned about anybody else. I mean, you try to, of course, yeah. God would want you to please him, but sure. that's not the issue. So when you get into a tough decision, you've got to, who am I going to please? I love that because you can really walk in freedom. Yes, absolutely. Right? Because you don't have to worry about saying something just to get an order to please them. That's right. You're going to walk in that integrity that you were talking about earlier. You don't have to make promises you can't deliver upon. Uh, you don't have to overstate things. You just trust in that. Yeah, and it's freeing because if you walk out of a bad meeting, you say, hey, you know, that's okay. They didn't like us. That's okay. Just not God didn't. God's protecting us from that deal. Boy, well, it's, yeah. it's a good – It's because I've had some of those deals back in I was telling you about. You know, we don't <laughs> want those deals. Yeah. If it's not a win-win, it's not a good deal. I was talking recently with a friend of mine who uh, 40-some years ago started an HVAC company in very similar situation. He had prayed and prayed, and it's an incredible opportunity. The largest contract in the history of the city in which he lived was up for bid. He did all this work, thought for sure he was going to get it, waited and waited, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything, called back the person who was making the decision. Come to find out his number one competitor had come in. That customer, potential customer, had shared all of his work, Mm. all of his drawings, Mm. all of his foundational work, and the, the competitor undercut his price by 15%, so they got the business. This guy was devastated. He had worked for months and months and mm-hmm. months. Well, here's what happened. Two years later, that company that got the business went out of business because of that contract. As they got in and started tearing away all the, the walls and the ceilings, they ran into an asbestos problem. Mm. And it to mitigate that problem, it cost them their business. And so sometimes, that's right, John, we God, need to be thankful for I the unanswered us. prayer. Amen. Right? No you, question you, about <laughs> it. And I've seen that happen so many times where, wow, thank you, Lord, for protecting us from getting that deal. Yes, yes, absolutely. Gosh, John, I can't believe we're already at the end of our <laughs> show. It's unbelievable how fast this 30 minutes goes here at Bottom Line Faith. And so I told you there was one question that I always end with, the 423 question, and we are there. In Proverbs 4.23, we read these words from Solomon. He says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. And John, there are some biblical scholars who believe these may have been among the last words that Solomon ever penned. And uh, there's thought that perhaps he was now at the end of his life and he was going to gather his family, his friends, and his loved ones and basically say, look, I've given you all these principles, all these pearls of wisdom upon which to live now. Above all else, I'm going to tell you the one thing that's important for you to remember, and that is to guard your heart. So, John, we don't know when that day will come, but let's say you have an opportunity at the end of your time, this side of eternity, to gather your family, your friends, your loved ones, and you're going to give your above all else advice. You ready? So, John, above all else... It's the same person, Solomon, and it is that if you shoot for happiness, you'll miss the target every time. Don't 
Don't shoot for happiness. Don't aim at happiness. You'll miss it. It's what Solomon said, basically. He said, aim to please God, and he will bless you with happiness. And that that is the one thing that I would share with him. Just always try to please God in whatever you do. And he'll bless you with happiness and wisdom and knowledge. (laughs) Get it all, right? Amen. And in fact, that's how he ended up with that's it, because God said Amen. anything you want, and he asked for wisdom. Right. And God said, I'm going to give you that and everything else. Right. Well, folks, I am sure that you are just as encouraged and just as inspired by the conversation that we've had with, with John Lavoy, the CEO of InfoMedia in Birmingham, Alabama. John, just in closing, if uh, someone would like to learn more about the company and what you're up to, how, how could they find you on the web? Uh, infomedia.com. That's us. Well, we were talking about offline, and I know that y'all been around a while. To have that domain means you were one of the earlier players in the web space to have infomedia.com. Any closing thoughts or comments you'd want to share with the audience today? No, except that Truth It Works is a great organization. (laughs) I've just joined, and it's been fantastic. It is. It's just like you said. It's a very lonely place sometimes. It's great to have other Christian business men and women to share uh, what's going on, and and try to come around you and and uh, encourage each other. Community is a big part, yeah, right? absolutely. And that's really, absolutely. as I said earlier, that's a big reason yeah. why we're doing this program. Amen. Is just to be an encouragement. We all need encouragement, and so I hope and pray yeah. today that this has been just that. John, it's been an incredible time with you today. Well, folks, Thank this you. is your host Ray Hilbert here at Bottom Line Faith. Again, you can check out not only this interview, but our others at bottomlinefaith.org. And if you are a Christ follower in business, looking for those tools and resources to equip you to follow Jesus every day in the marketplace, to understand what it means to have a platform for Christian ministry in and through your business, check out truthatwork.org. Maybe you can even learn about one of our roundtables in a city near you. Again, Ray Hilbert here at Bottom Line Faith. John, thanks so much for your time today. It's my pleasure. Folks, we'll see you next time at Bottom Line Faith. You've been listening to Bottom Line Faith, powered by Truth at Work. For more information, to subscribe to the show and listen to past episodes, join us online, bottomlinefaith.org.